You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Lunch hour on a Wednesday here on ESPN 1063, the free ESPN app on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, hey Siri, hey Google Play, ESPN 1063. Does that work? Yes, it does. Want to know why? Because I tried it in my own home. We're in the ESPN West Palm and a John Levine action in attorney studios, Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Sunkist Intracoastal. I'm Ken Lavica. He's Chris Coquel and Joe Rigotti, our utility man running all of the uh, knobs and the buttons today. Coquel getting a seat at the big boys table. You want to talk to us? Call 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Tweet at our show at ESPN West Palm. Ken Lavica live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years preparing students for jobs in the sports industry. Find out more at fau.edu slash MBA sport. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't quite understand uh, why this constant need to diminish him continues to happen. We're going to dive into that. Also, Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves doesn't have a clue who one of the most famous baseball players of our era is, and I find it endlessly hilarious and I can't stand mock drafts unless they tell me things that I like to hear. And that's where Mel Kuyper comes in. And I like what he has to say about the Dolphins. We have plenty on tap today here on Ken Levick Alive. But tomorrow, here on Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, I am finally, I am finally in the window of those eligible to receive the COVID 19 vaccine, my first of two shots. So I decided. What the hell? Why don't we just do it on the air? I've got my own show now. I've got my own vehicle. Let's go ahead and just do it on the air. And so tomorrow, our friends from uh, Baptist Health South Florida are going to roll in here. And I, on Ken Levicka Live, am going to be receiving my first COVID-19 vaccine shot. Uh, I am, I'm legitimately excited about this. Uh, the fact that I'm getting the COVID-19 vaccine, not the fact, though, that I'm having a needle put in my arm. Because generally, it doesn't matter what it is. I could be receiving nutrients or an IV or giving blood or getting some other immunization. Needles aren't my thing. Not a huge fan. So I just decided, 
oh, why, the, why not just have a bunch of people in here uh, taking part in the experience with me? And so tomorrow, Baptist Health is going to be in here in our Anna Jar and Levine Action and Attorney Studios administering my shot on the air. I am going to have it performed on me for all to hear. And we're also going to be streaming this Facebook Live, Instagram Live as well for all to see. And uh, Coquel, I am going to need moral support. I would appreciate if you don't tease me, if you put me in a comfortable mood, in a serene mood, if you're there for me as opposed to your natural inclination, which is to poke and poke and poke at me. See, here's the dilemma I'm having. Because you know me, I try to maybe be a little bit of a performer sometimes. Um, no. And tomorrow we're try- we're building this up because I think it's a great thing that we're doing it on air that you got the vaccine. You're getting the vaccine. I have already received both shots. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, the first one, it hurts really, really bad. No, I'm just kidding. It's the opposite. I didn't even know they did it. So I don't want to bu- I don't know if I should be building drama like it's something bad or telling the truth. Yeah. But I feel like in this situation with it being the vaccine, I need to kind of just tell the truth. Like, I literally asked the guy, like, wait, did you, like, punk me? Like, are you not giving me the vaccine to trick Surprise. me? Surprise. I looked away, too, because I hate needles. And he's like, all right, you're good. I'm like, no, you got to put the needle in my arm, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would like the vaccine. I didn't even know what happened. It's funny. They look away. That That is my tried and true method. Like, I, I always try to avoid looking at the um, at the needle. You know when you, you go to the doctor and you're getting a physical or there's something up, so they're taking blood and there's multiple vials? Like, they'll set it next to you. And I automatically, my head turns away. I do not want to look at the needle at all. Like that is my total, total go to. Um, uh, and so it's funny you mentioned that. But I also, too, I know that you went through a routine going into your second vaccine shot. Uh, uh, you went through some like hydration routine. You had like pain relievers available because you had side effects after the first one. Like what was. What was your your routine? Because I know you didn't feel great after the second one, but it was a quicker turnaround after the second one for you to get back to feeling 100% than it was the first time around. Like, what, what did you do? Well, the first one, I was just really tired. I didn't feel sick. I just felt exhausted, which could just be this job, and I blamed it on the vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, that could be part of it, too. Uh-huh. But um, the second one, what I did is I drank six bottles of water the night before. I had six bottles of water that day. Um, I didn't wet my bed. I was very proud of myself in my sleep, so that was good. Good. And then I had Tylenol Extra Strength, and I just took that right after I had the test, and then every six hours. I, I guess I need some input on this, because while I trust Coquel, I don't like really trust Coquel. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, uh, but for anyone who's had their, their COVID-19 vaccine or even has administered the uh, vaccines, and hopefully you're um, an approved medical professional uh, if you've done that, or anybody who has gotten it either the first or second shot, I guess I'm just curious, 888-760-3776, 888-760. ESPN, what did you do the day before the shot? Uh, what Did you hydrate extra? Are you supposed to hydrate extra? I haven't heard anything. I probably should try and look this up at some point, but was there a method where you think it cut down on side effects, a, a quicker, uh, shorter side effect uh, feeling scenario for you? How, how did you approach this, and what were some of your side effects? Again, for people that got the COVID vaccine, and I know there's a ton of you out there, I just give me some guidance. Let me know how to best navigate this because I'm I'm gonna go in expecting that I'll probably feel a little bit of side effects and that's fine I'm okay with that but I'd like it to be as seamless as possible like this to be as short as possible but what did you do how did you prepare for this 888-760-3776-888-760 ESPN what about like the aftermath in terms of like the area where you got the shot Coquel first first shot nothing 
Really? No pain at all. Second time, I was sore. Second time, I was really sore. But I mean, sore in like, I grew up with two older brothers, and I grew up with dead arms, so I've gone through days <laughs> of having a dead arm. Like, uh-huh. I'm used to that. So it really wasn't anything crazy. Even the sickness that I felt. I'm a giant baby. Like, if I get the sniffles, I'm laid out under a blanket, and the whole world needs to know about it. I was sick for like a seven-hour window. And then I felt magically bad. 11 yeah. p.m., it just all wore off. And the first day, I probably should have just after the shot, I probably should have rested. Instead, I worked that night and then worked the next morning and was working that day until I finally got sent home just because I was so tired. What tips do you have for me? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. What COVID tips do you have for me? Uh, again, the shot is going to be done on the air tomorrow here in studio baptist health is coming through uh and importantly as well uh at 12 30 um uh, the the representative from baptist health that is giving me the shot is actually going to take questions as well about the covid19 vaccine about where you can get it if you're eligible within baptist health uh to uh to get the vaccine uh i know that johnson and johnson has been um cut off for the time being temporarily uh I'm sure there's questions about that, but we're going to get them all answered tomorrow before I get the shot. The Johnson & Johnson thing, though, can we be clear about it? Because you see the internet going crazy in certain parts Wait, of the, the internet. Wait, the internet want... is misinformation? Well, Come on. And certain parts of the world want it to look worse than it is. Like, I even had this argument with my wife. I said, they're being extra precautious. We yeah. shouldn't look at this as a bad thing. This is a very minute number of cases that something came up that they're saying, let's be over-cautious, let's investigate. Well, the reason I'm I'm getting the vaccine, but also getting the vaccine on the air is because this is something I believe in. I was given the opportunity to do this. I believe in the vaccine. I believe in its benefits. I believe in me going out to damn dinner at some point again in my lifetime. And this is the best way to do that. And uh, so I want to go tailgate again. I don't want to have to wear a mask forever. So that's why I'm doing this. And that's why I'm going to have someone in here to answer questions as well. Because I might not be able to convince anybody who's on the fence or complete a, a fat no on this to actually get the vaccine. But let's at least have some factual stuff thrown out there. And that's a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, and I think it's great. And I, I will tell you this, like the sigh of relief I have that fact that on Saturday, I'm going to plug my own thing now, I get to call Kaiser <laughs> University and be on you the are. broadcast live from the stadium right here on ESPN 106.3, noon, noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Great, great plug. Good start. Out. I'm sure Kaiser's thrilled about that. Well, I mean, but I get to be there. I'm going to be there at yeah. the game cheering, and I'm not worried. I don't have to be worried anymore. I'm still going to be precautious. I'm still going to wear a mask going up to the broadcast booth. All those precautions. But I'm not as scared well, anymore. I'm walking around freer. It's peace of mind. And, uh, you know, I want to do this because if I do eventually catch COVID-19, which I, uh, fingers crossed, um, continue, I, I, I don't actually have happen. But if it happens, it's not going to be anything that I can overcome. That's the whole point of the vaccine. But what tips do you have for me if you've gotten your COVID-19 vaccine, either single shot Double shot, one of the two shots. What tips do you have for me? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Do I need to hydrate? Do I need to take a pain reliever beforehand or how soon after? What sort of things do I need to do in the hours after the shot? How much pain is in my arm? Chuck in Wellington here on ESPN 106.3. Chuck, welcome into Ken Levick Alive. Hi, thank you. Uh, I was very fortunate because I had a regular doctor's appointment the day before my second shot. Okay. So I got real professional advice. And what he told me was the second shot, the reason they have much more reaction to it is it's it's what kicks your immune system into Rambo mode. Okay. <laughs> the first like one that. just gets it ready. 
but he said there was nothing to do prior to the shot to get ready. Uh, he did tell me that because I'd been on immune boosters for an entire year, I had much less likelihood of a bad reaction. Sure. Um, as far as after the shot, uh, my arm was right below the injection site, swollen and sore for a couple days, uh, which is okay with me because it looked like muscle. But um, then if you're, in, you know, even on a preventive basis, it's perfectly all right to take something like Tylenol or Advil, but certainly not aspirin because it's a blood thinner. Okay, okay. Well, that, that I mean, Chuck, you've got it all laid out right there, and I appreciate the call. That is excellent to hear um, uh, that uh, that all went well. And what's going to happen if my arm is sore is I'm just going to say, oh, it was from working out. I'm going to punch it. <laughs> you would. I am. You absolutely. No, don't do yes, that. Yes, I am. Why it's would good you for do it. that? It's- I was no, just it's reading not on good it. for it. It said it's good to have your co-host punch your arm after shot. It says it right here. Internet. You you just you just typed it right in your Radio phone. RadioCovid.com. It. It's a text. <laughs> RadioCovid.com. You better buy that up right now. <laughs> buy that domain right now. Uh, Bobby in Wellington. Bobby's on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Bobby? Hey, how's everything going? Good, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yep. So I received the Pfizer vaccine. I got both shots. Okay. And I was just going to give my little tips on what yep. worked for me. Yep. So, um... Didn't take anything beforehand, no Benadryl, aspirin, Tylenol, whatever. I uh, just went in, got the shot, and then right after my shot, I actually went to the gym and worked out and uh, made sure it was shoulder day. So I worked out my shoulder, and the shot was in my shoulder. That way I'm getting the blood flow going. The vaccine's not just sitting in one spot, and it's now dispersing faster. So after that, um, after the first shot, and from that I had no injection site pain, no red marks, never had any type of side effect whatsoever. So second shot came around for that scheduled appointment. Did the same thing, got the shot, went and worked out, and also had no side effects, no arm soreness. I brought it up to the nurse who gave me the uh, shot on the second one, and she said it was actually a good idea. Not really many people have thought about that idea, but at least it helped disperse the vaccine so it's just not sitting in your arm and then your arm becomes all sore. So just a thought for someone else to try. I've done it with other uh, vaccinations, whether it's a flu shot or anything else, and the result's the same every time. No shoulder pain, no arm pain. And um, and that's it. So I figured I'd just kind of share my two cents of Bob- work for me. Bobby, I absolutely love that. And if you listen to uh, to us here regularly on ESPN 106.3, you do know that I like to show off about how good a shape uh, I am in. So <laughs> Settle down. I, I can think see that you. I'm probably going to take uh, Bobby's advice here. Bobby, that's actually that's a, a great call. It's worth a try, right? Like if if I can go and get a workout in and it can help me, like I don't see the downside to the whole thing. Hey, couldn't hurt. And again, yeah, if your arm does hurt, you say, hey, that's from working out. That's, that's right. It but it, at least for me. Yeah, like yeah, you said, it was shoulder day. It worked, it worked out well. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There you go. I appreciate it, Bobby. I appreciate the tip. That actually, and by the way, Coquel, just so you know now, after talking with Bobby, uh, I'm going to be leaving at like uh, 105 tomorrow, okay? Oh, so it'll be like every other day. Cool. <laughs> 888-760-3776. What a shot that was. No pun intended. 888-760-ESPN. And Bobby, get out of here with this working out stuff. I'd rather be sick than have to do shoulder day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, again, it, I, I we'll take it through 1 o'clock. Any tips you can give me? Like, those were two good ones from Chuck and from Bobby and appreciate that. Any tips you can give me because Baptist Health South Florida coming in studio tomorrow here at ESPN 106.3. I will be receiving my first COVID-19 vaccination shot live on the air here on ESPN 106.3. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it, but trying to make sure that I don't have uh, pain, trying to make sure I limit the uh, the side effects a little bit. 888 760 
888-957-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I actually got a chance to catch up with Dr. Jim Reardon, uh, the head of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, earlier this morning, and uh, he was saying that, uh, hey, we're rolling in the spring semester now. We are are teaching our courses. We've got it in person on campus in Boca Raton. We also have uh, our remote learning uh, on fau.edu slash MBA sport, uh, but they're rolling. And summer semester classes, sign up now. Get your credits in the summer, fall semester next year at fau.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program, they cover it all. The sports industry is vast. It is wide. It is cavernous. There are opportunities. You just got to find the right one. And the FAU MBA sport management program has professors that are in the sports industry currently. This is first-hand knowledge. It's not second. It's not third-hand. You're not buried in textbooks. There are lectures where you are being taught what exactly is happening in various fields in the sports industry today. The internships, they're all there for you. Dr. Jim Reardon, this is an elite, worldwide recognized FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Joe in Jupiter. Joe is with me on ESPN 106.3. Joe, how are you? Good, how's it going? Good, good, good. What uh, what COVID-19 vaccination tips uh, do you have? What, it, what, what worked for you? Well, I didn't do anything beforehand except I took it around noon this past Saturday at a local pharmacy, mm-hmm. and um, I told her that uh, I asked that the doctor... I didn't eat much the night before because I didn't or that that morning because I didn't I, I was worried about sure. maybe getting nauseous or sure. whatever. And she said it didn't matter. I took the, the the Pfizer, however you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, you're she right. Said that's the uh, yeah, that's the one that has the least side effects. So, um, and I I didn't choose that one. I just took whatever they you know whatever they. Was, yeah, was sure. Which you me. should. By the way, I think that's an important note. I I am getting the Pfizer as well, but. Um, uh, and I'm sure what we're going to be told tomorrow when we talk with uh, the folks from Baptist is what you're you're offered. Just just go ahead and and take it. I got there's, Moderna. Yeah, there's not an appreciable difference, and get, just get vaccinated. That's the whole point of this entire thing. And then someday down the road, maybe they'll present it to you like it's a wine list. I want to see Joe. You're yeah. still there? How are you going to turn this into a Cowboys number ten pick vaccine vaccine? Hey, at least you were. At least you don't know. I was about to say, but. <laughs> To remind you, I am your most diehard Cowboys fan. But I'm, <laughs> how can we forget? Uh, oh no, we'll talk more. That's that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'll call yeah. back whenever you are talking about that. But uh, and no side effects. I had a sore arm, and then that that night, no fever. But I just had the chills without fever. If that makes sense, I just had the the jitters a little bit. But sure. The next morning, I woke up, nothing. I didn't I didn't drink any extra water. I probably should have. I do drink. <laughs> I just I didn't I didn't do anything different except. I was glad to get it, and uh, I don't like needles either, and did not feel it at all because she explained what was about to happen, and she said, you're not even going to feel it. And then, boop, I've had a lot worse needles than that as awesome. far as, you know, taking your blood or that kind of stuff. So um, didn't even feel it. I didn't even know she did it. This has been uh, wildly reassuring. Joe, I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, we'll uh, we'll try and uh, do some Cowboys draft talk here in the next two and a half weeks. By the way, uh, worth noting that uh, speaking of the draft, April 29th, night one of the draft, Coquel and I are going to be at uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. We're going to be broadcasting live 6 to 7 the paddock room. in advance from the paddock room in advance of round one of the NFL draft. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll be having our first drink after the show 
as Trevor Lawrence is being taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another advantage of being vaccinated. I'm not nervous about going and doing a live remote. Yep, exactly. So we're back, baby. Well, a little bit, but we're getting there. We're we're getting back right now. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't quite understand why we're suddenly taking dumps on him. It's not just Dan Orlovsky now, but his ESPN brethren, Chris Mortensen, joined the party yesterday for a reason that you really won't believe. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN. Why? Why? Do draft analysts hate Justin Fields? Mm. I don't know where this came from. Oh, I know. Oh, no. We did that show yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have your specialty bump music as well? Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Joe Rigotti uh, is making sure that we're staying on the air, making sure that uh, we are pushing through, handling board duties today. Why why aren't you there? It's so much smoother now. He's so much better than you. Powers that be. Do you hear how good this show is now that I'm not looking? I don't. I'm trying to talk. And I have to stare at the blinking lights, and I'm scared. Are we on the air? Are we not on the air? Is someone calling? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I I want to credit you for uh, delegating responsibility like a good leader should, but I almost feel like by you delegating responsibility, you found someone who does your job so much better. That's the plan. I was waiting to find. I made sure Joe does high school hysteria, which you can hear right here on ESPN 106.3 with me at 6 o'clock on Fridays. Um, he does such a good job. Don't roll your eyes at my hysteria <laughs> plug. He does such a good job on Fridays running the board that I thought I'd bring him here so then maybe Stephanie Prince and the powers that be are like, you know what? You need to have him run the board during Ken's show, and then I can just leave the show and never be on radio again. Coquel cannot be trusted. It's what I was saying earlier. This has all been a diabolical plan from the beginning. <laughs> We're in phase two right oh, now. Man. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is a podcast uh, just minutes, mere minutes after our show concludes live here on ESPN 106.3, 1 o'clock. Go ahead and get it wherever your podcasts are found. Subscribe it, rate it, listen to it. Love it and caress it. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Justin Fields has become one of the most mysterious, if not the most mysterious player now in the draft. Just watching ESPN right now, he is now projected to be the 10th pick potentially to the Patriots. Is this... ESPN guys doing the normal, let's get Could the be. Patriots Could guy, be. or is it ESPN guys, let's do the normal, let's trash a black quarterback? Or is it the typical ESPN, give us clicks, 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 clicks type of thing? It can be all three. Like, I, I think too. it can be all three. Um, but I want to rewind back to the college football playoff. Can we rewind even further before you do that? Sure. Like I don't think people realize that coming out of high school, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were 1 and 1A. One Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of prospect he was. This isn't someone who blew up on the scene late. Right. Like, it was these two are both can't-miss guys. Um, and uh, also, just for context, and because I want to brag a little bit, I called Justin Fields' first-ever game at Ohio State. So, uh, just a little bit of clout that I'm going to put out what there. Year that's was right. What year was that? How many years ago? Uh, that was uh, the start of the 2019 season. That was two years. I don't think anybody heard it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. The last two years, I, I, I don't think anyone doing. heard the broadcast. But um, so this college football playoff, when Justin Fields absolutely rips apart Clemson, okay? Uh, I mean, especially a guy who got blown up, got hit in the ribs. I thought he was done. I thought he got, he took a kidney shot. 
He couldn't walk straight. I, on Twitter, at KLV, uh, at KLV1063, said, get him out of the game. Uh, he can't go back in. He took the equivalent of a boxing kidney shot. He's done. Comes back in and proceeds to rip apart Clemson. I mean, just surgically annihilate them. And after the game, Coquel, what did we hear from pundits, from sports talk radio hosts like ourselves? He's the number two pick. He's quarterback two. Just some, some went as far to say, is there a discussion about what Jacksonville should do at number one after what Justin Fields did to Clemson? It was that good. It was that incredible. I mean, he was jaw-dropping. It was really the story of the college football playoff, Justin Fields' performance. He was awesome that game. I, on Twitter, at Real Coach K, if we're plugging our Twitters, um, posted a picture of him in a Jets uniform that day because <laughs> I was excited. Uh, and then we get all the way to March, okay? This is March 31st on the Pat McAfee Show. This is the now infamous Dan Orlovsky uh, him him conveying criticisms that he's heard of Justin Fields. Why, Justin Fields, why is he falling this and that? And I can just share, these are not my opinions. These are the things that have shared been shared with me. Okay, um, One, I have heard that he is a last guy in, first guy out type of quarterback. Like, not the oh. maniacal work ethic. Oh. I've oh. even heard it compared to Justin Herbert, where it was like, dude, when Justin Herbert showed up, it was like, a psychopath when it came to working to get ready for the draft or, or even at school, like give me more. I want to work nonstop. And I've heard that there are some questions with Justin Fields work ethic. Okay. And then the second thing is like, um, how, how, like, how do I phrase this the right way? Like how, where is his desire to go be a great quarterback? Um, I think that there's a desire to be, a big-time athlete um, from what is expressed to me, but where is his desire to go be a great quarterback? And to be great, you got to be willing to find the things that you're not, not good at and just freaking grind on them. Who's telling you this? Are pretty high-up people, yeah? Yeah, people that are going to be at least um, uh, associated with decision-making. Yeah. Uh, man, there is so much... A football buzzword in that where's his passion for the game where's his desire to be great like football analysis is so funny because it it tries to make everything seem so much more serious than it actually is guys it's football come on uh but then it's not over yet and by the way that dan orlovsky criticism drew criticism from kirk herbstreet to a point where espn had to step in and say hey guys stop it let's not rip one another um, so it got serious. Yeah, they don't like ESPN on ESPN. No, ESPN on ESPN crime is not well received in ESPN circles. Bristol does not like that at all. Then there's Chris Mortensen yesterday on NFL Live, and he levied the following concern about Justin Fields. D- delivery. Why? People don't realize mm-hmm. Justin Fields was a big-time high school baseball player. He was invited to the perfect game showcase as a, at Harrison High School in Metro Atlanta, where the top baseball players are, are, are showcased for Major League Scouts. He also was getting ready to play baseball at Ohio State last year. So he was actually going between two sports, getting ready, and then the pandemic. Are they, are, are they not? Those type of things might have messed with his mechanics just a little bit, but it's no different de- delivery. So, so Justin Fields' mechanics are off because he he played baseball. I don't think it works like that. 
That seems downright silly. It seems like a cop-out. And it almost sort of seems like there are uh, different people in different front offices in the NFL that are leaking criticisms in order, and I don't know if this is the case, but in order for him to fall to where they have an actual shot at Justin Fields. And caught in the crosshairs of all of this, unfortunately, is Justin Fields. I don't get it. I just don't get how someone's mechanics and his pedigree can be praised for so long and now we're going to pretend this offseason stuff has so much value when he hasn't played a game since the college football playoffs. I don't. He hasn't done anything but look great in his right, workout. Right. He, he's looked great in his workout. More importantly, he's looked great in damn games. Uh, I mean, this year, I know that there was some concern about his accuracy. He had when two bad he games. was Two he, bad games. He had two bad games, exactly. But in the games that Ohio State really needed, including the one against Indiana late, he showed up. And I know that there was some, some concern about his accuracy in the pocket, his ability to want to stay in the pocket and throw. But guess who had those similar concerns? Kyler Murray, who also played baseball and also had the following things said about him before his NFL draft when he was coming out of Oklahoma. I want you to, to listen to me read Charlie Casserly's quotes, okay? He was on 106.7 The Fan prior to the 2019 NFL Draft, and he said the following about Kyler Murray. The interviews, I talked to multiple teams, and it wasn't very good. I'm not going to give you details because that's confidential, but the board work where you test the guy in his football IQ, his knowledge of his scheme, potential of things he's seen in the NFL, not very good. He's instinctive, he's reactive, but you can call it street football. He's good at it, but the tape is good, but a lot of things are issues on the tape. He went on to say, you question his leadership ability. You question his work ethic. Those are things that came out of the interviews, multiple people. I mean, it just wasn't one team. So to me, Kyler Murray failed the interview. Work ethic. Work ethic, I want everybody to know and understand this, and I know football meatheads are going to fight me tooth and nail on this, but work ethic is not a tangible thing, okay? Can you play the position, can you play the game, or can you not? How long you stay in the film room, how long you stay in the building, that is not an indication of work ethic because there's a such thing as fake hustle. And there are a lot of people who stay longer than they have to at their place of employment. This includes the NFL because they wanted to make it seem like they're doing something when in reality, they're not doing bleep. Well, look at Bruce Arians. We're going to use him as an example, okay? He said when he got the job, he told his entire staff, if I hear you miss a Little League game, a dance recital, you're out. You're done. Yep. We will not be meeting all these crazy hours. You will have dinner with your family a couple nights a week. And guess what happened with the Bucs? Because their players were better, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when it comes to these guys where it's like you want to give credit to these guys who, again, look like they're grinders or they have a certain look. And then the guys who happen to look smooth to evaluators, all of a sudden they're not trying as hard. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's also who you grew up around and how you evaluate people's mannerisms. That matters a ton in these evaluations. That's why I hate when guys like, and I like Orlovsky a lot. If you follow my Twitter, I usually yeah, praise, I have no problem I with Orlovsky. praise on him all the time. But I hate the I heard from other guys because we don't know what those other guys yeah, are really it, all about and it, what the, the reasoning is. Exactly. It's so cheap. It's so look at me. It's so give me a click. Um, it's so I just made some content. Uh, and for, for me, when you look at Justin Fields, I'm having a hard time rationalizing how early January, after on the field, he ripped up Dabo Swinney's Clemson defense. And we were declaring number two pick or 
is he going to threaten Trevor Lawrence for the number one overall pick? Because he he vastly outplayed who's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft to suddenly, by mid-April, he's, according today to ESPN mock drafts, number 10 overall in the fifth pick in the draft, in the fifth quarterback in the draft. How does that happen? How does that happen? And it's because it's all been unnamed sources diminishing him, knocking him down because of work ethic and apparently his baseball career. I love the Boca Bowl. Can I get that out there? Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Roofclaim.com. Roofclaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl. That's right. It's my favorite football game of the year. But you're going to tell me if Justin Fields was on that field, he wouldn't have dominated as well as Zach Will. Like, he might have yeah. dominated through the year and then ran for four touchdowns mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been a completely different Let's just put it this situation. way. UCF's defense wasn't exactly what Justin Fields went up against in Clemson. Yeah, like, come on. You know, uh, like, I, I just, let's go, uh, let's, before we uh, we get to a, a Dolphins aspect here, because, uh, you know, Char- uh, Chris Mortensen, not not on board with him today. Dan Orlovsky, not on board with him today. But damn it, I'm on board with Mel Kuyper. I'll tell you why in just a second. Uh, so, uh, full disclosure, Joe Rigotti could not understand your name uh, at all. So, who am I talking to? Buck, B-U-C-K. Okay, correct. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, I, I just wanted to let you know that apparently there's a, uh, a Pittsburgh attorney is uh, seeking assault charges against uh, Aaron Donald on behalf of a client. I uh, I was not aware of that, and it just, it just popped up on ESPN. Gotcha. Uh, like what sort of uh, like what assault are we talking here? Oh, uh, there we go. Just says assault. He assault. Uh, uh, about the uh, Pittsburgh Post had said something about Donald assaulted uh, this uh, uh, attorney's uh, client. Gotcha. I see it now. KDK in Pittsburgh, and I'm reading directly from this. A Pittsburgh attorney says he and his client are filing assault charges against L.A. Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Attorney Todd Hollis provided a picture to KDKA of a man who appeared to have a swollen eye and cuts on his face, said he would be pressing charges against the NFL star. Uh, it is alleged to have happened between 3 and 4 a.m. at an after-hours club, April 10th and 11th on the city's south side. I appreciate the heads up. I, I appreciate that. Um, in light of what we've seen with uh, what Deshaun Watson is going through, like this, if it happened, Aaron Donald, or uh, it, it, what ramifications are going to be, I can't imagine that this is even a blip on the uh, the radar, right? Nothing good happens at 3 a.m. Go home. No, never. Go home. That's never. it. That's the advice. But Go home. My my inclination immediately to seeing this story is that this is probably not going to gain a whole lot of traction. And how terrifying must it be if Aaron Donald <laughs> is angry with you at three a.m. and uh, three a.m. at a club? Aaron Donald's mad at me, and I walked away with a busted eye. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. That's a win. Yeah, man. Yeah, not trying to make light of it, but I am. Boy, is that a great point. Uh, Mel Kiper. His latest mock draft, and I hate mock drafts unless they tell me something I like, and man, do I like this. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Don't forget tomorrow here on Ken Levick Alive, I received my first COVID-19 vaccination shot in studio on air for you. Coquel will be here. We'll have some surprises along the way. And our friends from Baptist Health who are administering the shot are going to also answer some important questions about the COVID-19 vaccine in case you've either A, been misinformed, B, want to learn, or C, just have some general questions tomorrow. 
COVID-19 vaccine in the arm of Ken LaVica right here on Ken LaVica Live. Uh, Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves is hilarious and uh, really not a good look for baseball. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Anthony Edwards, Timberwolves baseball, why are they connected? Well, they are. Just trust me on this. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But uh, something that I saw yesterday because uh, Mel Kuyper, put out his third mock draft and uh, you remember last week Cocal, when we discussed Peter Schrager of NFL Network on Good Morning Football he put out um, uh, a mock draft that had the Dolphins at six taking an offensive lineman and not even Penny Sewell uh, and so I was distraught over that proceeded to rip down the concept of a mock draft and said that arguably the most depressing thing as a sports fan is to see your team uh, in a mock draft drafting an offensive lineman. That just sucks. There's nothing exciting about that whatsoever. Mel Kuyper followed up with the big stick, man. And if the Dolphins don't do this, I'm going to be disappointed because Mel Kuyper has the Dolphins in his hypothetical brain going for it. In this, the Dolphins move up from six to four, the Falcons pick, and they go get Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Not only do they move up from six to four, but they don't give up any additional first-round pick of the five they still have remaining over the next couple of drafts. He believes, again, this is Mel Kuyper, that the Dolphins move up to four for the Falcons and they give up a second-round pick next year and maybe a third-round pick this year and go get Kyle Pitts moving up to ensure that a team like Cincinnati doesn't take him. For me, if the Dolphins did that, that would be a massive win. And you still keep your number 18 pick. You can get help on defense. If you're not giving up another first-round pick, even if you did give up another first-round pick, I feel like you at least are still having that discussion. Let's go. I'm on the pits train, baby. I want to tie down, and I would even argue that I would rather have a mutant, sure-thing tight end talent like Kyle Pitts over an elite wide receiver in this NFL. Why would you give up another first-round pick? I'm not a GM, so I'm just saying I would do it because Kyle Pitts makes me excited. Where were the Dolphins to start this draft? Uh, three. There's been so many. Yeah, they. Yeah, there's been so many moves. And they went back to twelve. Three to twelve. Got and picked then up to two six. first rounders. Yes. Yes. So now you're gonna move up to six. Mm-hmm. You gave away one of them. At one point, now they you're gonna move s- up to four. So you're gonna give up both first rounders. You can- so basically, the Dolphins just wanted to move back a spot. All right, take it easy. Okay. I'm just saying what I would be willing to do, but that's why Mel Kuyper is smarter than me, and that's why I think uh, hopefully Chris Greer is smarter just than me. Sit at six and get one of these awesome offensive weapons. I want Kyle Pitts. Wow, I want he Kyle can't Pitts. Block. Okay, fine. But he can also, in the end zone, go up over anybody, body them off the ball, and catch touchdowns. That's the point of the game. Okay, I don't need someone with blazing speed on the outside who is occasionally going to hit a home run ball. I need a guy that I can throw to over and over over and over again who's built like a truck. Short yardage so rag arm can reach him? I get it. Tua does not have a rag arm. Every time you say that, it just diminishes what anybody thinks about your ability to do watch football and understand football i'm just mad because i wanted the jets to keep darnold and draft pits <laughs> that's what i want Pitts is so good um, he's so good he is he, so good and he'll learn how to block he'll yeah. get the technique down he'll get the center and he'll get bigger and stronger he's still young but in this in this scenario cincinnati's obviously the concern that they're going to go get kyle pitts i don't think they will i think they're either going to take the lineman and sewell or they're going to get burrow his receiver back in uh jamar chase well, that's the risk that I suppose the Dolphins take. Because if you can sit at six and still get Pitts, like, I think Pitts is a better option if he's there 
then, and I'm just talking about, I'm not talking about pure talent standpoint, but I'm talking about what you need. And if you have two, a guy that you're really trying to get comfortable within this offense, a young guy, get him settled, getting an elite tight end is much better for you than going to get an elite wide receiver. But I think if you can get, stay home, keep the pick, get the elite wide receiver, you can get another tight end. These athletic tight ends you, are becoming more and more of abundance. You still have Jasicki, and uh, you hope that last year wasn't an anomaly. But, man, Kyle Pitts, to me, he's just so can't miss. I mean, he is so big. He is so mean. He is so good. His hands are so excellent. I, I absolutely – he's maybe the prospect I, I've been most excited about over the last decade. No, I, I love it too, but, again, I, I wouldn't move up. Not on National Dolphin Day. <laughs> uh, I want before we go to break. I want everybody to know that the only prep that Coach Hell did today, the only thing he texted me this morning was it's National Dolphin Day. So good. I'm glad you got to throw that out Dan there, Marino. Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Major League Baseball. What do they have in common? You'll find out next, and it's hilarious. He's Coach Hell. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. I never thought I'd say this, but poor A-Rod. Oh. Final couple of minutes of Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel. Don't forget uh, that the podcast will be out shortly after we wrap up in just a few moments. Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, just subscribe it, rate it, and then give it the old listen whenever you feel like share it. it. Yeah, share it as well. Send it to your grandma. Uh, so uh, a- Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, he was born in 2001. Okay, uh, so uh, that's important in context for what I'm about to say and what we're about to hear. Alex Rodriguez, as we now know, is part of an ownership group that is going to eventually take over the Minnesota Timberwolves. A-Rod, Timberwolves, not exactly the most nat- uh, natural relationship, but hey, he wanted to be in charge of something. He wanted to oversee something. He's got it great. Uh, but Anthony Edwards, young star of the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, asked about the new man taking over ownership, the legendary, the famous Alex Rodriguez. This was Anthony Edwards' reply. We haven't gotten to chat, chat with you since the news this weekend that Alex Rodriguez was getting ready to buy in as an owner here. Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? Who is Baseball he? player? Alex oh, Rodriguez? No. Yeah, no, I, I don't know who it is. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. Who is he? I don't know who that is. I don't know nothing about baseball. He does not know who Alex Rodriguez is. But then you wonder, oh, he's just not a baseball guy. He doesn't know anything about baseball. This was earlier. This was months ago on Wolves Plus. This was Anthony Edwards talking about being a multi-sport athlete. I used to play baseball when I was young. Yeah, it'd be hot. <laughs> really? How good a baseball player were you? I could have went to the MLB. MLB? Yeah. I am not surprised. I'm, I'm serious, though. You... No, I just, I love your confidence. I what positions pitcher. did you play? I played pitcher, shortstop, X. third base, and center field. Those are the prime positions. That's what, that what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, you were the best <laughs> player on your team. Yes, that, that, now we talking. You could hit the ball. But I was fourth, fifth hitter. You know what that means. Clean up, yeah. Scrape clean up on aisle three. Come, come. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, one. Anthony Scrape Edwards is arguably one of my most favorite NBA players now uh, after last night and after hearing that for the first time. And two, 
people were making fun of Anthony Edwards on Twitter last night. How do you not know who Alex Rodriguez is? Well, again, first of all, he's 19 years old, okay? Second of all, that's a baseball problem. That's not an Anthony Edwards uh, problem. The fact that there is a young athlete who apparently played the game, clean up on aisle three, baby. Do you think he was just making that up? I've coached a lot of <laughs> athletes who are really good at football. And they always say that they're really good at baseball because they're going to Little League when they were like seven. <laughs> and they always tell me how great they are. <laughs> they're hitting off a tee. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that he played baseball and does not know, had never heard of Alex Rodriguez. I think he knows who he is. I think he's just a clown. I, I think, think he's funny. He's my new favorite. Uh, here's the problem, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't know because baseball does such a bad job of marketing its stars. And if he didn't pay attention to it, he had no reason to pay attention to baseball. Uh, maybe he doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. I just I, that's he, a baseball problem. He's hysterical. He said it a couple weeks ago. They played the Knicks, and R.J. Barrett got the last shot. And he went on there to tweet about how he was happy. All they cared about is they wanted R.J. with the ball in his hands. <laughs> he, thought, he, he basically said he had a broke jumper. Anthony <laughs> Edwards is an absolute gem. And A-Rod, really, uh, for the first time in his life, someone doesn't know who A-Rod is. And I wonder if he's good with that or if it drives him absolutely insane. It probably drives him insane. Oh, A-Rod, he's probably, you've heard things about portraits of himself in his own house. Yeah, it definitely, yeah. definitely drives him mad. And Anthony Edwards is going to love Seattle when A-Rod moves the team there. <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And tomorrow it is happening. Baptist Health South Florida will be in studio administering my first COVID-19 vaccination shot. Will I cry? Will I whimper? Will I get scared and back out? I guess we're going to have to find out and see. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. Thanks to Joe Rigotti. This has been Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3.